All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a, another special edition of Kids on the Pitch, the uh, podcast presented by Pittsburgh Soccer Now. This is John Krasinski from Pittsburgh Soccer Now, the managing editor, uh, creator of Pittsburgh Soccer Now. And this is a, the exciting week of soccer, one of the more exciting weeks of soccer we've had in Western Pennsylvania um, in a while. And of course, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds fell uh, earlier in the week in penalty kicks. The Pitt women's soccer team, their first ever ACC uh, playoff match, uh, tournament match, also went down in penalty kicks. And then the next day, there were more penalty kicks in high school soccer. And uh, maybe it's safe to say that I'm having a little bit of penalty kick fatigue. I'm not sure. But regardless, uh, very exciting time of the year. The WPIL finals are all set for Highmark Stadium. So just here's the quick rundown. And you'll, you get it all on Pittsburgh Soccer now. But here's the quick rundown. Uh, Thursday night, boys. Class 2A. It's going to be Deer Lakes, the four seed, taking on Beaver, the six seed. So upsets a plenty in Class Boys uh, 2A. Uh, first, the number one seed was South Park, and and then of course the number two seed, Quaker Valley, the ten-time WPIL champion, the WPIL uh, and the PIAA champions last year in 2A. All both of them went down. Uh, in the quarterfinals, and uh, it's very exciting, um, of course, to see these some of these upstart teams like Beaver uh, to get to the finals. So that's the final six o'clock Thursday, Pittsburgh Soccer. Now, of course, we will be there for all of the finals, and Thursday at eight o'clock, uh, as long as the games don't go to penalty kicks. We're going to see North Allegheny girls taking on Peters Township. Of course, North Allegheny three times in the last four years have made it to the finals. They've won. They did win back to back 2019, 2020. Uh, did not make it last year, but they're going for three out of four, which would be pretty impressive, especially at the girls quad A level. Uh, so you have Mount. I'm sorry. You have North Allegheny against Peters Township, and that'll be the eight o'clock Thursday. And then Friday, it's the one A doubleheader. And this one is interesting. It's a one-two, uh, number one seed against number two seed, uh, just as in the girls four um, A. Same thing. Freedom and Springdale and girls one A on Friday night, and that's a uh, yep. The committee got it right there. Uh, is Freedom? Uh, it was the number one seed. Springdale number two seed. Uh, they certainly had some challenges along the way, but they are there. They're in the finals. They've won uh, close games every step of the way, uh, at least uh, for, for Springdale and Freedom. Um, so that's the girls 1A and then boys 1A. The defending champs have made it back. They're the two seed this year. They was, uh, did not get the top seed. Greensburg Central Catholic did get the top seed. And we had Rob Fabian on our preview uh, show for the whole um, WPIO playoffs. And he was very confident in his group and, you know, but they just kind of ran into a buzzsaw of Charleroi, a team that uh, they beat twice this year by pretty good margins. And somehow, you know, Charleroi kind of made adjustments. Credit to to John Ducalai, the, the coach there. And, and they, they made adjustments and came back. And it's really, really hard to beat a team three times in the season. And I think Greensburg Central Catholic learned that. 
uh, in, in that scenario. And so it's going to be Charleroi that's going to take on the eight seed Charleroi, uh, who, you know what, they've been in 2A for many years. So they stepped down to 1A. They were, they were an eight seed based on only those two losses to Greensburg Central Catholic, 16 and two, uh, made it all the way to the final uh, in knocking Greensburg Central Catholic off. Uh, and then, of course, they'll have to face Winchester Thurston, who defending champs, both PIAA and WPIL last year. Uh, what an impressive group, and they have brought back a number of their key players. So, so that's a Friday night. They'll be looking for their back-to-back WPIL championships. And then finally, um, on Saturday, we love to call it Super Saturday, and it's four games all in one day, all at Highmark Stadium. So to give you a quick rundown, 2A, Av- Avonworth is back. And they had their backs against the wall. They were down against North Catholic again, one nothing. They had lost twice to North Catholic during the season, just as they did last year and the year before, struggled against North Catholic during the season. But last year they pulled it out in the WPIL playoffs in the final with a pretty miraculous um, golden goal uh, by Fiona Mahan. And guess what? Avonworth are back. They came back with two second half goals to overtake North Catholic and make it back to the 2A girls to a final and they will be taking on Mount Pleasant, the two seed. Uh, we look forward to talking a little bit more about them um, a little bit later uh, here on the podcast, but Mount Pleasant uh, were the two seed and they beat South Park earlier in the year in a non-conference match, which gave them, and they've had a really good record in their section uh, beaten basically all comers. And so an impressive Mount Pleasant um, again, beat South Park uh, in the semifinal to advance and so it will be the number five seed Avonworth against the number two seed Mount Pleasant. So that's a, it's an interesting girls two a game. That will be 11 AM on Saturday. That's the game that gets things going. And then the one fifteen will be the clash the one everybody was expecting. Um, but what's interesting is that both moon and Mars girls in three a uh, who will meet again, one fifteen on Saturday, they had some struggles along the way. It was a couple one goal games in the quarterfinals. And, you know, last night, though, in the semifinals, each one, um, their matches against Latrobe and Plum, respectively, two good teams, Latrobe and, and Plum, and both Mars and Moon won by three goals. So they are one, um, I believe, Mars won four to one uh, over Latrobe and Moon beat Plum three nil. So, that's we're set up for the big confrontation of two teams that are undefeated, unbeaten, uh, and also Mars with their incredible winning streak. Uh, there are, and it's yeah, I was driving in round today uh, after going to the Riverhounds, um, AHN uh, Montour Junction Complex event today. I'm driving in the car, listening to KDK radio, and they're talking about the Mars girls soccer team. So that's 80 consecutive wins. Over the course of four seasons, can they be beat? Moon might be the team to do it because they're undefeated. They were the quad A champions playing down in three A. So this is it. We've got that matchup. Hopefully, we'll have it twice um, along the way, and and it's going to be Moon against Mars, and then the three um, A boys. Uh, another great story. Ambridge, uh, a much lower seed, in a really tough section at section two and three A boys. And they had three of the four teams advance to the semifinals. The only one that didn't were Jordan Smith's um, South Fayette Lions, uh, but lost to 
plum in a, in a penalty kick shootout. Uh, it was the only reason why they didn't make it to the final four, but how impressive has Moon been? So Moon will be there in the boys 3A final. That's a 3.30 start time. Moon will take on Ambridge, and we were looking forward to uh, talking more about Ambridge uh, and Moon a little bit later in this podcast as well. And finally, the boys quad A, and it was, again, another section overload. Everybody from section one won in the, quarter fi- in the quarterfinal round. So you had a full north section two setup, and it was... Fox Chapel challenging Seneca Valley. They went down 3-0 and couldn't, they tried. They made a nice comeback, but it ended up 3-2. Seneca Valley advances for the third straight year, could be winning the WPIL title for the third straight year. So, but they'll be challenged by the upstart, uh, Pine Richland. We know them well. They, we were at the Pine Richland tournament early at the beginning of the season and they uh, advanced uh, thanks to beating Butler um, another section two team. Uh, so yeah, impressive that Butler beat Peters township as a seven seed and Pine Richland beat Norwin. And so that was, you know, both of those teams have opportunity to play for the WPIL final yesterday in, in their semifinal match and, and Pine Richland good defensive team. And they, they did their, they did what they needed to do and won one, nothing. So in fact, what a great segue, cause we're going to bring on, Jordan Wagen from Pine Richland High School, the head coach, a good friend of the show, um, and looking forward to getting his thoughts and feedback. All right, uh, Jordan Wagen's with me. Jordan, uh, we're actually, before we get into the WPIL, I, we were just talking about Mike, Mikey Sullivan uh, for University of Pittsburgh, uh, obviously played for you at Deer Lakes before you moved over to Pine Richland, and uh, he just scored his second goal in the uh, – you know, it's great to see a WPIL uh, kid, but a local kid, but I'm sure you're beaming your kid that you coached, uh, someone we know pretty well. And uh, just, it, you got to be excited for him to be able to perform at that level. I mean, anytime the kid steps out on the field, I'm excited for him, let alone him producing for such a big, big program. I just, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, honestly, at the end of the day with him, mm-hmm. but man, he just, his ceiling, he hasn't even come close to reaching yet. I can't wait to see where he goes. And he's not, he doesn't lack confidence, does he? No, nah, no, nah, he, he has confidence, but hey, he has a lot of work and determination behind that, too. Absolutely. And, and, and I see it in a good way. And I, I tweeted this about an hour ago, but you know, he, he came up with so much, I mean, to help Deer Lakes get to where they've got, got to. Um, really, Mr. I call him Mr. November, and we saw him elevate the team uh you know when his senior year uh and really take deer lakes to another level but he it started when he was an underclassman playing for you oh when he was a freshman and especially his sophomore year more than anything we went on that state run there's no doubt that some of the things like he would be able to do and pull off in a match at such a young age it's it's just once again nice to see it come together full circle nothing but love for the kid all right. Well, you know, I, but you have to be beaming, excited too, because your team, Pine Richland, you know, Jordan, we go back at the beginning of the season, you and I were talking about, you know, quad A and how things would shake out. And 
did you, did you, I mean, I'm sure it's your goal to be where you are right now, but did you think you'd be in this position talking to me about playing Seneca Valley for the WPL championship on Saturday? I would have said flip a coin to see if that's how I felt, you know, truly about the moment. I, I told you in the beginning, it's all about making it. We were a team that has not been able to do that together yet. So for us to be able to get to that point, then we took it game by game, gained a lot of confidence after, you know, playing Norwin. And then we knew it was going to be a tough battle with a, you know, a red hot Butler. Um, but we were able to put together a really nice first half. And Butler certainly threw everything at us the second half. And I give them a lot of credit. Um, that game could easily, you know, finished 1-1 heading into OT. But uh, Keeper stood on his head, Caden Bennett, and, you know, just the guys came together. And it was just nice to see, you know, the looks on their faces after they won because <laughs> not just making it, but now we get to go to Highmark. So, yeah, the boys are buzzing. And it's not like you haven't been there. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that you can – add and share words of wisdom i mean you going back to your days at north catholic even your first run at uh, deer lakes playing games at highmark stadium um then at north catholic uh, you experienced that too playing in the championship game there um what is that experience like i mean i think it's unlike any other that's what every team you know going into their season aspires to accomplish you know someone section champions and you know, some playoff wins or see how far they could advance. But at the end of the day, this is this is the pinnacle. This is what everyone's aiming for. So uh, just to be able to get them in such a beautiful surrounding, you know, in that in that environment, in that stadium, jam packed, hopefully with some fans. Uh, I think you know, the, the boys are going to enjoy such an awesome experience. The energy levels are definitely a little higher for that game more than most. So you're seeing Seneca Valley for the third time. Well, actually, let's go back. Let's go back first. The playoffs, you know, your your approach, looking at these matchups that you had, Norwin and then Butler. Like Norwin, you're thinking, you don't probably know that much about them. What was your discussion there? Is just stick to your game, just kind of do what you're doing? And uh, what, was, what were those matchups like for you to get through those two rounds? Well, we watched film on Norwin. Um, there was some good footage of them, and uh, especially towards the end of the season. I mean, well, I guess not just the end, but they've been red hot also since, I guess, what four games in or so. Mm -hmm. So we got a, we got, we were able to get a good look, you know, see maybe their systems of play, what they were trying to accomplish. But at the end of the day, the one hardest part to read is you're not watching them play an opponent that you're familiar with. So there's two unfamiliar opponents. So you're kind of unsure of, you know, fitness and, uh, you know, just athleticism and things like that, that you can't really gauge from film. Uh, you know, you can see what they're trying to accomplish. And, and we went in with a really nice game plan and we were able to execute really early in that game and then ultimately come away with it. So Seneca Valley, you know, I think it's three to two the first time out. You guys turned some heads in that match. You know, we knew you had had a, gotten the team off to a good start. And the North Allegheny, uh, I believe you had a couple of real good early wins, but then you had to face Seneca Valley and it was three to two loss. But I mean, yeah, that had to be something to build on. Now your, your, your return match, you know, they, they definitely got the upper hand with a five nothing win. But, but what have you learned about that opponent and – and, and what, you know, what can you do? I mean, I was just talking about this before you came on. Like, 
it's really difficult. I mean, Greensburg, Greensburg Central Catholic beat Charlotte. Here's a hopeful uh, uh, note for you. Greensburg Central Catholic beat Charleroi eight nothing at one. We're nine nothing or nine one or some real lopsided, couple lopsided wins. But Charleroi, you know, adjusted and beat Greensburg Central Catholic, you know, that third time around in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. But what what have you learned about these matchups against Seneca Valley? And what can, well, I'm sure you don't want to give anything away, but what's the team feeling heading into this match? I mean, the team has to feel confident. You know, any team that makes it to that level, uh, regardless of what happened in the past, you you know you have a chance. It's one result that you need. I mean, I've been a part of that in other years when I got to watch Shady Side go play a heavily favored Quaker Valley team and, you know, come out on top. And that's just kind of how it is in the game. And that's what the beauty of the game is that, you know, you, you can outshoot your opponent, you can outpossess, but at the end of the day, whoever scores more, you know, will win the game. So in that, though, uh, we give Seneca, you know, all the respect in the world. They're, they're a phenomenal team. I don't think anyone, uh, you know, even if you don't follow the game much in high school, you could just see traditionally over the at least the last four years, it's just been a powerhouse. And they have talent at every every position. And they have, uh, you know, coaching staff's nice. And they put them in a good opportunity to succeed. So, yeah, for us, it's, it's kind of nice, though, because it is a familiar opponent. Um, so, yeah, without giving too much away, uh, I'd like to think, you know, going into this match, we treat it like any other time that we're going to play them, whether it be during the regular season or not. So, again, very familiar with the opponent. They're familiar with us. It should be a good one. A lot of the kids know each other too, right? Yeah, a lot of them play club together, so makes it uh, just a little bit better. So if somebody asked you the uh, proverbial question, what are the keys to victory? Where, where do you think for, for you, for Pine Richland, uh, keys to victory? I think in general, I'll just say the main one is uh, slow them down. Uh, Seneca is just so fast everywhere, fast, every single position, every single area. They can they can get, you know, from point A to point B quicker than just about any other team that I've ever seen. So I, I would say, you know, slowing an opponent like that down is definitely one of the biggest keys. Um, but also not giving, uh, finding your moments when to not give time on the ball. So, you know, finding those pressing opportunities to make it a little bit more challenging for an opponent like them. Um, but at the end of the day, another thing we just we have to weather the storm at times. And, you know, they they come up with a barrage of, you know, maybe five shots and uh, two minutes and then it might just go back to even keel. So if, if we can, you know, reduce those chances on goal, getting in front of it or, you know, making some saves, then, um you know, anything is possible from there. Absolutely. And that's something you, you see this and watch it so much postseason soccer right now. And it's just weathering their storms is really key and grinding out, finding ways to grind out wins. I, I remember last year in the playoffs, I think it was on the girls side, Fox Chapel did not score a goal for the, in the run of play for two games or three games. And they still found a way to get to the semifinal. Like sometimes you, you just need those bounces. I, I was talking to Bob Lilly today and he was saying the same thing. It's like, you know, I think they were, they just wanted to grind their way as much through each game. And sometimes that's all, that's all it takes. Yeah. No, spot on. All right, Jordan. Well, uh, we're going to move on to our next guest, but uh, 
just looking forward to seeing you out at Highmark Stadium, and and it looks like you're 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 growing a playoff beard. Is is that the is started that- the second half around with the uh, section play, and just felt like the right time. It got really cold out about two weeks <laughs> ago. I was wearing parkas, yeah. and now the last few uh, playoff games, I've only had like a nice zip up. That's it. Well, and it's supposed to be beautiful Saturday. Yeah, that's that's great. I uh, can't wait. Can't wait. All right, Jordan, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see you out at Highmark on Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. We just spoke with Jordan Wagon, Pine Richland. A little bit of a surprise. Of course, any coach has confidence in his team and his players and heading into uh, to make it to a final and heading into a final. But now with me is Ben Fiore uh, from Ambridge. Wow. What a great uh, story. Uh, two years in a row, really. In section last year, you were in a section with North Catholic. You're in a section with Quaker Valley. Um, that's a tough section. And all three of you made it to the semifinals on the um, on that side of things and on uh, 2A. And that was a grind. And, and now this year, you've topped yourself. You went up a classification and Ambridge, you know, was up to the task. And you found a way to get it to the, the, the finals at the Highmark Stadium. Uh, you're going to be playing in the 3A boys final on Saturday at three 30 against moon, your team, you know, very well, Ben, um, you know, it, it's very exciting, isn't it? It is, uh, in, in more so, I, I guess an honor than anything, obviously I'm excited because I'm, I'm a fan first. Right. Um, and just being able to stay a part of the game and, and get to be in a moment this exciting is awesome. Cause like you said, last year, um, you know, we went to the semis and, uh, weren't able to go, to the championship, unfortunately, um, and we were we were in a tough section. We had Quaker Valley and North Catholic, and we were actually the three teams that ended up going on to the PIA state tournament too, and all from the same section. And this year, um, you know, being in a section with powerhouse teams like South Fayette and obviously Moon, who we're going to see in the championship, and then Montour made quite a run, and even Central Valley, a team who didn't make playoffs, is pretty competitive as well. So. Uh, just getting to be around that level of competition has been awesome. It was competitive at 2A, and I was a little concerned with us moving up to 3A, but thankfully, you know, I've got the right guys uh, who know where to be at the right times, and, you know, they they work extremely hard to get where we are, and uh, it's 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 been quite a ride. We're trying to enjoy it, right, like as we have it without stressing too much about the next step, but obviously, you know, still business to take care of Saturday and then states after that. Well, you're in, I was just talking to Jordan and he's, you're in the same predicament as him. Basically you you're playing, you've made it through a grind of a playoff and now you're going to be facing your section rival, the team that was in first place in section. You've played them twice this year. You've had mixed, I mean, in a kind of in a mixed bag. I mean, they, they've obviously had their way, but, but right. I mean, both games seemed like, you know, you, you, you were giving them, it was tough because everybody's moon has been great. Ryan Copay, you know, at all, they're they're a good group. I saw them play early in the season, and I knew that they would probably get to this point. But you know, what's the mindset now as you're heading in and you're playing this team that you know pretty well? Maybe that helps, even though they're you know doing they're, they're the odds-on type favorite type team. Well, uh, it's mainly keeping us cool, calm, and collected, um, and and just being able to keep a level head about things. Because one thing that I've been preaching to the guys. Uh, you know, especially this week is we weren't 
necessarily supposed to make playoffs. We weren't supposed to beat Hampton. We weren't supposed to beat Thomas Jefferson. We weren't supposed to um, beat Plum. And now we're facing Moon, another team we're not supposed to beat. But it seems like lately we've been doing things we're not supposed to do. So in uh, in just that the the mindset of it's hard to beat a team three times. Like last year, we played Quaker Valley in the semis, took them to overtime and unfortunately lost. But the, in the prior two meetings, we lost them 6 nothing and 7 nothing. Right. And, you know, and that was a team that everybody thought once we got to the semis that they were going to roll us again. And, you know, it, it just shows that, you know, any dog can have its day any day. So um, I liked it. We're the underdog. And and definitely to me, this just shows that this will really test our, our will as a team that we did beat the defending champs and then the three seed and then the two seed and now the one seed. And to me, that'll leave no doubt in my mind that we earned it, you know, that nobody got knocked off by getting unlucky before that we were able to take on the best of the best. And if we lose, I'll be happy that we lost to the best. And if we won, I'll be happy to know that we had it in us to be the best as well. So, and I got a lot of respect for moon. They're extremely well coached. They are very talented. Um, but you know, moon only let up five goals this year. Two of those were to us. Um, and we had a lapse in that first game uh, where it was just 10 minutes. We let them pile on three, but we were with them for a bit. And then in the second game, they kind of exploited our weaknesses. So now we're, you know, me and uh, my assistant coaches, uh, Ryan Canner and David Stubgen, I'm, I'm lucky, blessed with a good staff, but to where we're just able to keep the guys balanced and, and leave the past in the past and, you know, keep working and know that Saturday is is its own beast and anything can happen in a championship. For sure. What do you do? I mean, each year it seems like you've recovered from four or five losses and just got the team in the playoffs playing at a certain level or is it just is it is it something is it a mentality is it learning how to grind out games because really ultimately playoffs are about to survive and advance and just grinding out those you know it's it's win or go home so right I think um definitely I agree with what you said about learning just how to grind the games out especially like you mentioned before us moving up a level um or excuse me classification it's a different level of play and nothing against 1a 2a or 4a just anytime you're facing different teams in different play styles and teams having different resources available like us, um, we, we had to relearn teams. You know, we were used to playing other teams in our section that we didn't carry anyone with us into this section. Even North Catholic moved up to 3A, but they didn't join our section. We're facing all new teams. So it's it's learning how to counteract what teams match up well against us and what teams don't. Um, and, you know, we, we struggled early. And I think a lot of that was because, um, you know, we lost 12 seniors last year and seven of them were starters. So trying to be able to mix and match guys, you know, even still, we didn't get like a dead set guaranteed varsity starting lineup until the, you know, probably the, the final third of the season, um, just because guys were constantly almost trying out for spots and, and we were just trying to test guys to see where they were the most efficient for the team. And luckily, I think we finally got that formula down. And that's why we had a, a good second half of the year. But my my guys, it's it's more just every day reminding them um, to have the right mentality going into things because we hang our heads at times. And that's where I think some of our losses came from. But now they've been keeping their heads up and realizing we have the talent. It's just uh, making sure we avoid certain mistakes. And, you know, I've, I've been very proud, especially with this playoff run, because none of the teams that we faced um, are, you know, are easy teams to face. They've all earned where they got in the playoffs and definitely moon, you know, they're number one for a reason. 
They don't have a loss on their record, um, but we're not looking at them as the big bad wolf. We're, we're looking at them as just a viable opponent that we we hope we can hang with and and get the edge over this Saturday. But um, just keeping them strong, and I think the last couple wins have proved to my guys themselves, like, hey, we are pretty good. You know, it's not just luck. We are stringing together good team ball that's getting us further and further in the tournament. And uh, I, I couldn't be proud of the group for having that mindset. And you certainly have given them a positive mindset. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got involved in the game. Um, what, what brought you to be coaching at Ambridge? Um, so I'll, I'll give you the nutshell. Yeah, the nutshell. Um, yeah. I, I played I played soccer all growing up um, and specifically more of my dedicated years were through high school. Um, and then I enlisted in the military and I played with a group there. Um, it, it was cool. We got to travel, um, and play other bases, which was awesome. And then right. uh, I dabbled with college soccer while I was in that for a year at a small school in Montana. Um, so uh, shout out to university of Montana, great falls. Thanks for giving me a shot. Um, but, uh, is it the Grizzlies? It, uh, so Montana state or the Bobcats, oh, we're okay. like a brand school. It's like, uh, how like there's Penn state bearing or whatever and things like that. But uh, yeah, so th thankful for that. But especially that Air Force team, uh, mm -hmm. that was it was like uh, just a very competitive intramural thing, which was humbling for me. But really, that showed me more um, what different kinds of people I was going to get because you meet people from all over the world that way. Um, and it really helped me, I think, kind of learn how to deal with people and different kinds of players more than when I was in high school or things like that. But um, I knew after playing with those groups that. I just uh, I didn't really have the legs to take it much further, but mm -hmm. I love the game and I still wanted to be a part of the game and I really wanted to get into coaching. So um, I got in with a youth cup team, uh, a U12 cup team out in Montana, and I started coaching there. And then I was an assistant coach at a high school, uh, Great Falls Central Catholic out there. And then I moved back to Pennsylvania and uh, Brad Walker, who's the head coach at Leechburg, um, was one of my assistant coaches when I attended Kiskey in high school and he offered to bring me on staff. And then after that, I applied at Ambridge and last year they gave me the job. And now these past two years have been my first two years as a head coach. And uh, I couldn't be more thankful for, for a better school and a better group of guys and parents and boosters and fans. And, uh, Ambridge is not somewhere I ever anticipated being, but I know now it, it is definitely where I needed to start my head coaching career and I couldn't be more thankful for it. Well, that's, that's a fantastic story. And are you are currently still serving? I'm not, okay. I'm not. No, I, okay. I separated at the end of 2019. Okay. Um, right. And yeah, I did one enlistment and then I moved back to Pittsburgh and that's when I got into coaching with, um with Brad at Leechburg. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, just, I, I just, thank you for uh, the support. I appreciate that. And I'm sure you've, we could probably, go on and on about that. But I'm sure it, at least in the, one quick question out of that is that I'm sure you've taken some things that you learned in the military and applied them in your, in your coaching. Absolutely. And and I think it's, it's more of the discipline, but not treating them as if they're, you know, my troops, you know, I, I want them to fight for me. Um, but I, I like to keep a balanced atmosphere where we're all business, but we're a family, you know, and that, uh, that we take care of the training the way that we need to, and it is militant in in terms of how disciplined we are with completing what we need to do. Um, but I have a very great relationship with my players. I'm very thankful 
that they have accepted me the way that they have and that I've been able to keep a good um, cooperative coaching balance to where I can be the disciplinary, but I don't always have to be because we just have enough mutual respect where we're able to get through the day the way that we need to. So, All right, Ben, I, 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 I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I think we're really excited about this. And uh, can you give us maybe in 30 seconds or less or 30 seconds or so uh, the, the keys to victory? How can you guys beat or what can you do, at least without giving too much away? Um, how can you how can you beat Moon this time around? Right. Um, definitely need to just stay sharper defensively. I think we got too, um, too caught up in our counterattack and didn't focus enough on there. So I think being able to sit a little deeper and understand that they're not going to allow anything defensively on their end up the gut. And we need to probably spread a little wider to their back, uh, to their defensive outside backs um, and know that they're coming up the middle and they're very fast. They're very talented and they maybe take two, three touches on the ball. They're a very in sync team. So I think it's just standing our ground and not getting drawn out of position. Ben, uh, thanks again for joining me. I, I appreciate that. I, I think it's going to be a great matchup, and we look forward to seeing you out at Highmark Stadium on Saturday. Ben Fury, uh, great meeting you uh, by this way, and I look forward to seeing you down at the field um, on Saturday. Same here, John. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Right. Good luck. Bye. All right. Wow. That was just Ben Fiore uh, with Ambridge. And uh, he was talking about his team making kind of a surprise uh, appearance in the WPL boys side finals and uh, the 3A. Well, we're going to switch over to girls 2A. And uh, with me is Rich Garland from Mount Pleasant. Uh, it's a team that may be going into the season for me. And I apologize Uh Rich, you know, I, going into the season, maybe weren't quite on on my on our radar, but you guys have have not only have you had an impressive season, regular season, but you know, South Park is a team that was there, and you beat them in the in the regular season, and then you had the challenge again in the semifinals, and you took care of business. Uh, first of all, congratulations on getting to WPL finals. I know your work's not done yet. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. You're, you're in pretty good company when uh, the start of the season. Not many people thought. They thought we we were competitive, but it didn't put us on their radar. So thank you for the compliments. And yeah, uh, South Park, uh, terrific team. Uh, very talented group of girls. Uh, first uh, game we had, uh, I think both teams are a bit disorganized. Uh, and then the second rematch, both teams were very organized. So Good match. So now, you know, I mean, again, this, you, you go through the season like this and, you know, you're not even, you know, in, in section, you, maybe that's the thing. Maybe people don't give you the, uh, the credit because you're coming out of a section where maybe people underestimate you, uh, in your team. Um, what was the build up to this season? I'm sure the goal was always to get the Highmark stadium, but this group of girls and what they have accomplished so far, when you set out in August, what was the what was the mindset? Was it, hey, Highmark Stadium or bus? No, no. Uh, I think the mindset was always taking it one match at a time, seeing what we could build through the group of girls. Uh, we're obviously a talented group, but we're also a very young group. So 
coming into matches against our section rivals, section opponents, where we may not have done as well as we'd like to. It's always a, a test, at least the first time through, to see if, if we were able to compete at a high level and play a fast style of game. And our game is a bit different than, than a lot. We try to possess a lot, keep the ball on the deck, build through a midfield, get our opponents into a bad situation, attack with vulnerable. And that requires a significant level of skill. We're working on it, working on trying to play faster, do the good things that kind of makes the game a lot better for us. So in terms of your personnel and the players, you know, it, you know, Riley uh, Kaczynski um, had the overtime goal and, mm-hmm. you know, but talk about some of your, the, the, your top players and, and really your leadership that you've had, you know, to carry the team to this point. You know, the leadership's been actually the, the driving force behind this. We have two senior captains, uh, Marissa Garn and, and Cassidy Fullman. We lost Cassidy in the preseason. She was going to be our attacking center mid. So that was a huge loss for us. Uh, and to fill that void, Riley Kosinski, she's a junior this year. She stepped into a role that's kind of unfamiliar for her, but she's been excelling at it uh, ever since we placed her into that role. And she's the attacking mid. She controls the flow of the the offense, the attack. She has some defensive responsibility. But right behind her is Marissa Garn Sr. She's been just a, just a stalwart player, just a big physical presence in the middle. She wins a lot of balls, gets it forward, and she's contributed mightily in the offensive attack. Um, we have two forwards, young forwards, uh, Rylan Bugosh. She's a She's a sophomore this year. Uh, she was learning that position as a freshman, uh, and she contributed a lot in that position as a freshman, but this year she came in with an attitude that she would make a difference in the game, every game. Uh, and one of the gifts she was given is to have a freshman beside her in Oregon Kosinski. And those two uh, have just been able to develop a relationship that has been really clicking and uh, with Riley behind them, those three are developing quite a bit of an attack. Morgan, as a freshman, leads us in goals. She has 31 this season through through yesterday. And she, but she also leads us in assists, 15 assists. Ryland has 29 goals, 14 assists, and uh, Riley's a distant third at 17, eight assists. So you can see the dynamics of those three allows us to be really threatening, especially in that attacking third. And you mentioned that you're a possession team and the, the key, you're getting a lot of, you know, build up and getting players to connect passes to, to create scoring chances. And how important is that against the high level teams? You play at South Park, you're going to play Avonworth, um, you know, those high level teams, you've got to be able to match or else you'll be chasing it, you know, match that possession or else you'll be chasing. Um, it, it, how important is that for your team? Oh, extremely important. If they don't have the ball, they can't score. Uh, and if you're playing unpredictable in possession, you're forcing them into bad spots. And uh, the system that we play allows our midfield to try and dominate the possession to move the back four or back three or however they're playing into spaces they don't want to be in. And uh, the quicker one-two touch passing, the combination play through the midfield, those dynamics are vitally important. Um, plus being able to connect out of the back. 
uh, getting our wings wide, connecting with them, and then building up it into the attack is tremendously important. We're just not um, a kick-and-run team, not that direct. can be, but we prefer not to be. And uh, we just we go with our strengths. The girls have a lot of gifts, tactical, technical touch, so I want to put those, those gifts to work. And they've been successful so far. And playing on a field like Highmark Stadium, too, I'm sure that there's it's a little bit bigger. It's a little wide. It's definitely wider. It's not it's probably about the same level um, lengthwise that a lot of fields are. But look, it's definitely wider. Um, just your thoughts in terms of, you know, getting in the opportunity. I'm sure the girls are excited. Everybody's in the community and your school are very excited about this opportunity to play at Highmark Stadium. But but just also in terms of maybe talk about that, but also talk about the a tactical approach or what that means to play on a field like that well we're going to use the width obviously we're going to take advantage of that through possession to try and stretch that back four as much as we possibly can and uh the girls are prepared for that uh, being in high, at highmark stadium for the first time um you know i hear a lot of things that we're a young team will have a lot of chances going through and i think pressing upon them that's not for sure. I want to take advantage of the opportunities presented to us now and, and make the most of it. Win, lose, or draw, we we want to make it an epic performance, a good show for our, our community, our school, our parents that uh, they're, we're coming to play, and we're going to play our hardest to make sure that we have a result to work out. Yeah, for the for Mount Pleasant and the Mount Pleasant community, I mean, is this just something that people are really getting behind or excited about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're... It's, I've been there. This is my third year there, and uh, the fans are growing. The stadium's growing. Um, the parents are participating at a very high level. It's, it's kind of exciting. They kind of knew this group was coming through, and they want to take advantage of it as much as possible. So what's the your student, – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. The student bodies are, are coming along and, and supporting the girls. So it's kind of building the, that community atmosphere. So what's your background in coaching? Uh, this is my 23rd year. Spent the first 20 at Franklin Region coaching those girls. Came to Mount Pleasant three years ago and during that COVID crisis. And mm. Had the opportunity to work with some really special kids for the 23 years. I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity provided. And did I read properly that it's a family affair in the coaching uh on the coaching ranks there and in, in your staff? Yeah, my daughter. I, I get the absolute gift to coach with my youngest daughter who actually got me into coaching when she was six years old. She wow. came home and said I wanted to coach and I realized very quickly I wasn't a good parent on the sidelines so I better get involved. So, And then it's history from there. And it's been, she's been with me six years now. She had the last three at Franklin and these three at uh, Mount Pleasant. It's such a joy to be able to share that that's fantastic. And uh, so who, who has the, who is, who has the final say in things? Is she, is she starting to, you know, get the, uh, get the last word on some uh, tactical uh, strategies or is it, is it still end with you or is she, I'm sure she's, she's got a pretty good soccer mind of her own. Yeah. She started very early. I mean, uh, we went through cup together and, and, uh, she would contribute early. Hey, Dad, I think this is what. And you'd kind of sit back and pause. So 
see she was starting to understand the tactical side. And now she's finding a voice. Uh, I still, the final decision still rests with me, but she's, uh, we're, we're agreeing a lot more as we go along. I don't know if that's good or scary, but it's, it's been a remarkable journey with her and my other daughter, who's a little bit older. And now we've got, I got three granddaughters playing the sports. So it's kind of a family affair. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Keeping it in the family. And uh, I, I just really appreciate that. Um, I know Ed, Ed Rosenstiel too, um, who you, I'm sure, you know, is also uh, coaching with one of his daughters as well. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's exciting uh, as well. So before we talk about, uh, before we, uh, you know, wrap things up here, you know, just again, Avonworth, they won it last year. They beat, they found a way they keep getting beaten the regular season by North Catholic, but they find a way in the playoffs to, to get past North Catholic. And, um, you know, they, what do you know about Avonworth and, and what do you, you know, what are your keys to victory? Uh, well, they're a successful team. They're a big, tough, physical team. They like to put a body on you. They're not afraid to walk that line of physical nature. So um, I know being composed is a big part of what we want to do, uh, be able to stand up and, and uh, uh, be physical with them, but also remain composed, tense, but composed, and humble but confident way we approach the game. We know how to play the game. We don't want the outside forces trying to control what, what we're trying to do. Uh, the big thing I tr- talk to the girls about is once they cross that touch line, I'm out of it. They're on their own. They make those decisions. I can help with the subs, but that, and they've been growing and um, leading each other in a way that uh, it's been remarkable just to kind of watch. I've got, we're starting six freshmen and, and they're growing lights years, light years through these last 20 games playing moon was a great experience for us even though they handed our head to us uh, playing that fast and, yeah and that dynamic was wow we can you know the game's faster mm-hmm. so i'm hoping to bring a little bit of that that to saturday uh also since you played one of the moon and mars uh, i gotta ask you i know you're a fan of the game and you love the game and just uh, what are your thoughts on that the one following you guys on Saturday, Moon and Mars, both teams undefeated. You know, Moon is, you know, Bill's done a great job there. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's remarkable that they went down uh, a classification, but Hey, to, to have this matchup, maybe twice uh, Moon versus Mars, that should be, that should be really interesting. Well, both of them are very good friends of mine. And right. I love them. I love them Fair. both. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't pick a winner. I mean, that's, <laughs> My girls, my girls after our match said, Hey, can we stay and watch Moon and Mars? That's when you know you got kids that really love the game because they yeah. know what an epic, epic performance that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not? I mean, you could look at it and say, Wow, let's just watch yeah. it and see what happens. Well, we're excited about Mount Pleasant and Avonworth to kick things off on Super Saturday. Rich, uh, I, I can't thank you enough. I appreciate you joining me tonight. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday. It should be a great one. Thanks, John. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. All right. This is John Krasinski back here uh, with Matt Popchok. Matt, uh, we are t- 
together and we're ready to roll. We're ready to head to Highmark Stadium. I think the most important question this week is I just went upstairs to retool in the middle of this podcast and I saw a big giant bucket of candy. And uh, so I had a lot of difficult choices here. You know, what, what should I do? Twix or Twitter? Uh, tw- I'm sorry, Twix. Um, Almond Joy, M&M's, uh, Kit Kat. I don't know. I had a hard decision to make, but I, the good thing is that the Halloween candy is real small, so I I could I could limit myself. Yeah, the um, one of the hardest decisions I have had to make this week is what to do with the candy that our daughter, bless her heart, collected <laughs> on her very first Halloween, um, and the process of actually collecting that candy, uh, and you know making sure that we each you know had something that we could nibble on was just very random and wait a minute you know did did you get did you get this did we get that do we have too much of this do we have too much of that and it's um but uh even it's funny even before uh the halloween holiday um it was i think this past sunday um i was uh my wife had just gotten up that morning and she had looked at our family you know, digital calendar app thing that we have. And she told me, it oh, looks like you have some soccer games coming up next week. And I said, yeah, it's you know championship right. week. I'm going back to Highmark. I always get a kick out of doing that. I'm excited about it. And then <laughs> without missing a beat, she walks into the room and she says, guess you'll actually be able to stay this time. And looks directly yeah. at my daughter, who is grinning, <laughs> grinning from here. <laughs> and, and I just, I, I, I didn't say a thing. I just thought to myself, well, touche. <laughs> and your daughter was, your lovely daughter was born a year ago. Yes. After Super Saturday, I might oh, add. That's right. So it was, Super I, Sunday. <laughs> you were with, you were, you were there for Friday's games and then came Saturday, but that's when you had to leave. That's correct. Right. That's correct. Um, this time, uh, spoiler alert, I will be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but I digress. No, you haven't digressed. This is a great <laughs> Like I got the calendar, and then, the, the, you know, so we, I, got, I got fueled up on candy, so I'm ready to go to yes. podcast strong. Um, so, it, it, yeah, so great segue, uh, Matt. So you will be covering three games, as you said, one each day. So Thursday... We're going to have you on. You're the man when it comes to 2A boys soccer <laughs> uh, the last three years or so. You're the man. And I, I had Jordan Wigan on earlier and Mikey Sullivan. Wow, what a great story tonight for Pitt um, coming through. So we were we started with that discussion. But the Deer Lakes um, are back in the final. And this time against Beaver, a four versus six. Who would have thunk this is the final uh, when you have Quaker Valley, you have Shady Side Academy, and you have South Park all eliminated. Yeah, I mean, it's I I have earned a lot of respect for the Beaver Bobcats by what they've done in the playoffs. I mean, it takes it takes a truly special group of players to eliminate not one but two dynastic historic programs. I mean, I just I, I'm still sitting here and I'm still honestly shaking my head at what the Bobcats were able to pull off in each of the last two, pardon me, playoff rounds. I mean, the, you survive pound shootout, my goodness, against Shadyside Academy, and then you pull a reverse river hounds, fittingly, to get to Highmark by going to a second consecutive penalty shootout, and this time you survive that one again, and you quote-unquote only 
have to go six shootout round. I mean, just, I mean, I, if I'm a Beaver fan right now, I mean, even before I set foot in Highmark Stadium, I'm just, no, well, first of all, I'm just spent emotionally watching what this team had to go through to get there. And I'm wondering, in all seriousness, is this team going to have anything left for a Deer Lakes team that, much like its championship run, its first championship run two years ago, just kept showing a certain level of guts, um, especially late in matches that the other teams in the field just could never seem to match yeah. when all was said and done. They did. And they, they showed a lot of resiliency. You're right. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I was leaning heavily toward Beaver in this match just because there's something karmic about what those guys are doing it's like there's this higher power that's willing them through this tournament and into this moment but then if i may pull out a lee corso not so fast my friend yeah. I, I i hop on twitter i follow the very end of that pit game and lo and behold michael sullivan the pride of deer lakes yeah. plays hero for pit and hey congratulations to the pit men by the way they're moving on in the acc tournament but look who has a big game the night before his high school team is going to play in the WPIAL championship. And it's just, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. Um, so, I mean, I'm now I'm leaning Deer Lakes, but if Beaver can go out and prove me wrong, um, no one will be happier or more impressed than I, because I just, I mean, there's really just so many different ways this match could go. I, I agree. I can't wait. Should be a good one tomorrow night. All right. Uh, Thursday night. So those of you listening, uh, Matt will also be on Friday, the one a, you will also return to this seat uh, to uh, cover a team. You also watched uh, reported. I'm sorry. You covered to Winchester Thurston uh, winning their state championship, either uh, WPIL championship last year against Greensburg central Catholic. But the shocker here is Greensburg central Catholic. You know, we've talked about it a lot already on this podcast, but Big wins against Charleroi, but Charleroi showed. You talk about showing resiliency. I mean, it could so easy to be to be intimidated by the fact that you lost two matches by large margins, but to come back and beat that same team in the playoffs when it matters most. And it's going to be interesting because Charleroi has been long, kind of tortured two A program where they always do well and they win their section in two A. But then when they get to the playoffs, they were running into some of these other juggernauts we were just talking about, the Deer Lakes, the Shady yeah. Sides, the Quakers. They could never get over the hump. Well, they've been brought down a classification down to 1A and got beat up by Greensburg the first couple of times this year. But look, look where they are. Yeah, look where they are. And I mean, it's uh, I've been, you know, and sort of trying to follow uh the boys playoffs uh all four classifications as best i could from a distance here you know i i try to look for you know i, I try to look for those funky upsets you know those those weird wild matches like the the ones we just talked about like beavers last couple wins but i mean uh, aside from that i would have to agree that the one of the biggest head turners of this entire postseason maybe even the biggest at least on the boys' side, if not uh, on both the boys' and the girls' side, was what Charleroi did to Greensburg Central Catholic. Because I think you and I are just kind of wired to expect 
with due respect to the other teams in the single A field, we're wired to expect the usual suspects like Winchester Thurston, like Greensburg Central Catholic to be there one way or another when the smoke settles. And the fact that they were uh, upended in the playoffs by this Charleroi team, that is a very good team in its own right. And to their credit, they've found ways to fill the net despite the graduation of Eben McIntyre, speaking of, you know, pit guys or guys yeah. that, that committed to pit local guys. Um, you know, they, the Cougars, they're, they're still a loaded bunch. You know, they, you know, they're going to, whatever problems that they might have or that Winchester Thurston might present for them. Charleroi strikes me as a team that's going to try to outscore those problems and they're going up against a team that is very stubborn and very you know team oriented and defends very well as a group defensively or at least that was the case when I saw them you know march their way to a championship last year they gave up that early goal to Greensburg Central Catholic on that Friday night at Highmark and then they just completely slammed the door and rattled off three unanswered and uh you know it's much of the same pass Matt yeah exactly and you flash forward even to the state championship game that they played and and what a liberating win that was for them having to survive a a goalless draw after all that extra time and just you know to shoehorn a winning goal from uh dabu in there just before the end of extra time uh was certainly a, a heck of a way to end that team season and uh you know it's it's one of those until somebody beats them, they're still the champ scenario. And this very exciting run and gun Charleroi team, I think um, uh, I'm very excited to get to see this team in person for the first time uh, this season, but I'm also fully prepared for the fact that that team uh, is going to have its hands full with a very good defensive side in uh, Winchester Thurston. For sure. Great breakdown. And we'll look forward to your coverage of that on Friday. And then Saturday, you will see, we've already talked a little bit on this podcast uh, in detail because I had a wonderful interview and uh, with uh, Ben Fiore, the head coach mm-hmm. at Ambridge, and you'll be having the three A boys. Uh, Ambridge is another one. Um, cardiac kids too, because they had to pull out wins against uh, the, the, the second or the, well, I'm doing it in reverse order, but the fourth, third and second seeds uh, to make it to Highmark Stadium. That's pretty impressive. And of course, we've a lot of the talk coming out of 3A is that the Section 2, really one Jordan Smith's outfit, uh, South Fayette, away mm-hmm. from uh, uh, from having all four teams in the Final Four. Um, but yeah, impressive. And, you know, Ambridge comes out of, you know, last year they did the same thing. They they made this run to the semifinal. They were in that same section in two A with Quaker and North Catholic, and they were the three team. Those three teams made it to the final four too. So, you know, great interview with Ben. And I encourage anyone um, to or maybe skip ahead to listen to us. Make sure you go back and listen to that interview uh, because um, you know he's a military guy. Uh, he's been in the it was in the Air Force and he's uh, he's instilled some discipline with that group. But you can tell he's uh, he's not a super strict guy either. It doesn't seems like he really um, cares about his player. They, they've built a really good, positive atmosphere over there in Ambridge. And they, the most important thing is that they believe and they're at the stage now they get to play Moon for the third time and who knows? I mean, Moon yeah. is obviously a very strong team. We saw them play earlier this year uh, at the um, 
Pine Richen classic and uh, the JRK classic and moon only blemish on their whole schedule is the first game I covered uh, this season was them draw playing a draw with quad a North Allegheny. So um, that's a heck of a blemish. <laughs> yeah, that's so it, that's the matchup. That's the three, a matchup. I think it should be a good one. Yeah, I think it will be too. And uh, you, you know, you, you talk about feel good stories. Ambridge is another one. And, and I spent some time, you know, in and around that district, around their athletic uh, department. I know that there's been some uh, some people coming and going. I know there's been some uh, a little bit of drama there, but you know, they're always a great program, uh, Ambridge boys. Uh, uh, always one of those teams that's seemingly in it, you know, at least in the playoff conversation at year's end. And, you know, just, you know, they they have a tough time getting out of the tall shadows that those other beaver county teams uh cast and this year uh to the bridges credit it all came together for them uh they played well they as you said they needed a little bit of luck on the way but there's no shame in that because every championship team does at some point um and it's just it, it, it's you know it's really been a red letter month or red letter tournament if you will for the beaver county teams and i i i mean I, i'm one of those people that considers moon to be on the cusp of it's sort of shared by allegheny and beaver county so I, i'll i'll generously lump the moon tigers into that camp um that's kind of like in the in the east you kind of like a gateway or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, part of westmoreland county yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah no, but it, it, it's the the thing I am looking forward to, though, in this one, John, is getting to see Ryan Copay play yeah. uh, for Moon. I know you had that luxury at that Pine Richland tournament at the very beginning of the season. This will be uh, my first time getting my Ryan Copay fix, uh, as it were. And I, I think, you know, a lot of times in high school sports, you know, we see oftentimes games uh, decided by simply who has the best player, who has the kind of player who by himself can really take over a game and strap a team to his back. And if, you know, looking at the the three games I'm covering anyway, if I had to look at one where, you know, I, I could see, okay, th this is a game where I could see one player just completely taking over this game. It would have to be this one. It would have to be Ryan Cope and Moon. And conversely, I think the big key for Ambridge is, what are they going to do tactically to eliminate or at least mitigate whatever damage you presume um, he's going to be able to do at Highmark Stadium? Um, well, you, know, you know, they're gonna, He's going to be the focal point of their offense. I mean, that's that's well, it's all there is to it. For sure, what they like to do, from what I saw, was you know if they need him to. to it was kind of same kind of when we watched. Na <clears throat> excuse me, Nate Dragasich with West Allegheny when he was. Yeah. Um, you know, Nate, we know Nate is a very good on the ball, so he's going to be a natural midfielder. But if you need him late in the match and you need to push him up high, you know, it just depends tactically. They may they may try to do some different things. One thing that Moon likes to do is play they to bring the high press. And if you mm -hmm. can't handle that against them, they're just going to punish you left and right. And that's something Ben Fiore was talking about in his interviews that. You know, if Ambridge, they just have to be on high alert and be able to withstand the pressure in those moments. And, you know, they were right with them. I think they scored. They said, I guess Moon's given up 
five goals all season and two of them were to Ambridge. So, you know, they know that they could score against Moon. And I think that um, it's just, can you play it out of the back effectively? Can you play within, or if you're, if you're just under pressure, not to panic and stay, keep your lines and keep your shape. Um, so that'll be, I think the interesting thing is like, does Cope doesn't necessarily have to be one of those high energy guys that's doing a, the pressing, but sometimes he is. And it, you know, it just, it's interesting um, to see how Moon will come out um, tactically against uh, Ambridge. I think that's, um, we know that they like to, to come out with a high press. So a high mark stadium, you know, you can make, you can punish teams if you can beat the high press because at least for high school kids, it's a field where, you know, it's a lot more space. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting consideration and, you know, one that we, we probably should look at. I mean, it's you know the sort of to use the hockey analogy you know a bigger bigger field bigger playing surface you would think would open it up to more offense would lend itself to more offense so you know we could be we could be in for fire wagon football one never knows we could be looking at a four three or or five four kind of game um you know again i, I think it's going to come down to how well you know, how well does ambridge contain uh, moon's top gun and you know and even if they do you know are, are they going to have to pick their poison with the rest of that team um because i mean at the risk of sending try it takes a team to win you know and, and moon you know they're not just here because of ryan copay they're here because he has a solid and capable supporting cast around him and again coming out of that tough beaver county region you know that they've had to um, you know, looking at Moon's record, you know that they've dominated some some great teams and made some great teams look like average teams in order to get where they are because that's what great teams do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that I, I would highly, highly, highly encourage anyone who hasn't already to check out Jordan Smith's. Um, he did a nice recap on the 3A um, semifinals, but he, it was a, kind of a segue piece too, to as a, his version of a preview. And nobody knows 3A better than Jordan because he's been around it um, with the South Fayette program. Um, so I would encourage everyone to check out the, the article um, as uh, Jordan uh, did on that. So, so that brings us to um, uh, where we are uh Matt, and I, I don't, like I said, I don't really want to take up too much more time in terms of breaking down all the games, um, but I do need to um, uh, want to go to have a little bit of fun with this, you know, sure. and really this, ultimately this is what it's all about. There's so much fun uh, just to be, to experience this moment. Highmark Stadium for this eight, eight um, games, that's 16 teams. There's kids coming from all over the Western Pennsylvania area and people will be converging on Highmark Stadium. It's always very exciting. Um but yeah, I just, I just, it's, it's, it's something that uh, we look forward to. And um, we're going to be bringing, it looks like uh, he's back from the pit matches, uh, Jordan Smith. So we're going to bring Jordan on in a second and we're going to have a little fun. We're going to play a little game. All right. This is the last segment. I promise all of you listening <laughs> out there, this is the last segment. But it's been a great packed podcast. We've had some great coaches um, Matt Popchak has joined me to talk about the games he's going to be covering this weekend. And, but last but not least, uh, joining Matt and I now is Jordan Smith. Jordan, uh, you've obviously you and I began the kids on the pitch podcast uh, about three months ago. Did you think that the high school season would have 
come down to what what it has come down to now with all of these surprises in the finals. There's some one versus two matchups, but did you really think some of these surprises would have really happened? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, historically, it's usually kind of the the one, two, maybe three, four seed. Um, you know, usually kind of tend to see more upsets in the uh, in the girls soccer uh, brackets, but it, it's been happening a lot in the boys soccer uh, side. And I, I think it's great. It's, it's entertaining. Um, and I think it just shows how how deep uh, certain sections are and that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. Uh, you know, this is why people love watching March Madness, because there's those teams that go on a run and it, it's fun to witness. Everyone loves an underdog. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun and it's going to be a great weekend coming up. Yeah, we we are definitely excited. That's why we're doing this long podcast. But so, Jordan, you and Matt, let's go here. We're going to do a little we're going to have a little fun. So first question, this is a loaded question for Jordan, but. I got to ask it anyway. So toughest section in the WPIL, boys or girls? Toughest section. And Jordan, uh, not answer section two. I, that's the only thing. You can't. You're nullified. I can do it. Matt can. But section two, three, A, we, you can't. I, I can't pick that, you're saying? No. Because you're, you're can't. But yeah, this is biased. Um, huh. I, off the top of my head, um. I would say the um, the I forget the exact number, but the the section that Winchester Thurston is in, um, mm -hmm. boys, sure. Because um, I'm trying to think, don't you have uh, Greensburg Central Catholic Eden Christian? Not this year, though. No, uh, not this year. Okay. Yeah, well, they had I'm it. Wrong. I think actually one A kind of divided everybody up. I think it was like there was. I thought the way I looked at it was like there was two really two good teams in every section, or two, you know, of the top eight. But then it was after that, it was slim pick. I mean, in terms of quality. Um, but I, I know what you're saying, because last year and in, in past years, they were in the same section together. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I'd probably be thinking about um, for, for the girls side, probably um, in 4A, yeah. uh, thinking of section one, because uh, I'm pretty sure North Allegheny, um Seneca uh Seneca Valley's in there, uh Butler, uh Pine Richland, all kind of historically um well-known soccer programs. Um and, and also with with Moon uh moving down to, to 3A this year. Um, you know, uh, I think South Ed, Montour, um, West A, Char Valley, th those are all always good teams. Um so yeah, pr probably one of those. For the girls side matt who do you think is the toughest section um instinctively i would just have to say um in boys 4a uh pine richland section uh and the rams ultimately uh are going to be their flag bearer this weekend when they uh when they go to play for the championship and what a what a job jordan wiggin did and just the fact that it took them four years just to make the playoffs out of that section um, just kind of underscores. Uh, I mean, you look at the 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 playoff caliber teams in that section. Literally, any one of them could have ended up at Highmark Stadium this weekend. Anyone, and Seneca Valley did uh, a couple of years in a row, and they won back to back titles. 
And now this Pine Richland group of seniors is coming into its own and they have a chance to uh, make their own, make their own history, excuse me, and complete what would be a hell of a turnaround for that program. But um, to, to get there, uh, they had to survive that section and uh, just some really great programs, uh, some North Hills area programs there. And, and you have Butler, obviously, um, you know, kudos to the Rams. Uh, so I'd have to go that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I go between Jordan, you know, obviously section two, three, a, because what they accomplished in a section where you still had four sections, you still had four sections in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, you South Fayette was within a whisker of being the fourth team in that final four. I mean, that's remarkable, but then the fact that we've, I mean, and the only reason why I give that the edge over the boys for a, is because boys 4A only had two sections this year. Um, and so it just happened to be the quarterfinals. I mean, it just didn't just happen to be. It was a, a awfully impressive yeah. feat for all four teams to advance uh, and win. It's like all four. And, uh, so, and that was that was pretty impressive um, from the boys quad A, 4A. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's my answer there. Um, all right, so rapid fire here. Let's go pick one game this weekend that goes to PKs that you guarantee goes to P well, that is the best bet to go to PKs Jordan. Um, trying to think, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with, um, the moon and, uh, Mars girls game. Um, I mean, both won state championships last year, uh, moon did it in four a obviously, and, uh, was brought down to three a this year, but, um, yeah, I mean, you got incredible uh, defensive players on both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to think of their names. Haley Longwell, yeah. I believe. Uh, um, Ellie Caulfield. Or, or is, it, is that the pit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both were just um, announced as finalists as the Mo Rosenstiel um, player. That's of the right. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm going to go with that one. I think it's going to be a lot of hard defense and, and probably uh, a tie game. But we'll, we'll, see it ha we'll see what happens. Matt? Well, immediately, I, um, I'm going to have to say that Deer Lakes Beaver is going to go <laughs> to PKs because no, because well, well what's going to happen is Beaver is going to show up to, to Highmark Stadium and they're going to seek out Bob Lilly and see if he has maybe like a garlic necklace and one of those this little crucifixes is, they can wave around and be like, you guys got this. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is going to lift the curse. I promise. No more shootouts. It's not going to work. It's Bob, just, Bob Lilly today. At I will give full disclosure. Bob Lilly today's first words were still feeling gutted. Still feeling gutted. Join the club. <laughs> I'll, anyway. I'll just i'll leave it there <laughs> no, um, I, I i i love bob and i have um deep down i have a ton of respect for what he's done for soccer in pittsburgh but i digress um no but i i do think um I, i'm thinking deer lakes beaver does go to a shootout not just because of what beaver has been through recently but because deer lakes has that history of winning a penalty shootout against shady side to win their first championship and do you know it was then sophomore Ruger Beer who just recently scored a game-winning goal in regulation to get Deer Lakes back to the championship game? So, I mean, you talk about the planets aligning. You know, we could see him put on the cape again in penalties. You never know. 
Unbelievable. So I'm since you, you each have your own picks, I'm going to pick my own. I'm not going to go with the Deer Lakes, although it was in the back of my mind. Tempting. <laughs> and Deer Lakes, because Beaver, that's going to be an amazing story. But I'm going to go Freedom and Springdale in Girls 1A. I, I, have a, I have a hunch they're going to keep you there late on Friday night, Matt. Um, <laughs> and I just think that there's a lot of firepower on uh, the side, these games. And so that being said, you know, but I think that they're both, especially Springdale has been known for being such a good defensive team. Um, and they haven't been winning pretty, but they, they keep kind of bound. And as a two seed, they just kind of managing. And I think they may be the one team girls one, a, that could manage a game against uh, explosive freedom team. So uh, it would be interesting. And I know, um, yeah, they think it's going to be, that'll be my pick for the game that goes the distance and PKs. So, uh, so those are our picks there. Okay. Which game do you think, um, real quick, go, has a golden goal? So, and you can't use the one you just picked. So, obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say uh, I, I'm going to look at Ambridge Moon. Uh, I, I'm leaning in that direction, and I think that it's going to go to Ryan Cope. Um, I, I don't know if I'm player and everything. Yep. Uh, no, I don't know if I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but if we're welcoming, uh, outlandish, if not altogether bold predictions, uh, I'll say Ryan Cope hat trick. What the heck? <laughs> wow. Um, he'll be the big star for moon, uh, for that team this weekend. Jordan, you know, a little something about golden goals at Highmark stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Um, all I can say is if, if it happens, it's uh, to for any of the teams this weekend. It's some that you'll remember for the rest of your life. So, um, but yeah, uh, for me, uh, um, I think I'm going to go with Winchester Thurston versus uh, Charleroi. Uh, it was uh, um, Oliver. Yeah, Oliver Debu in the yeah. state final uh, who did that. So, deja um, vu. Or you think Charleroi turns the tables? They they could. Uh, they seem to be a scoring machine some games. So, um, yeah. Uh, but I, I think I think it'll be uh, closer this year in the in the one A final. All right, I'm gonna go with a golden goal in the North Allegheny Peters Township Girls Four A. I think that has tendency to both teams uh, pretty good defensively. Peters always grinds things, grinds out their games, and it always comes down to the end, and they're. It seems like the, they've had some hard luck in the last five to six years. They haven't won a WPL title since 2012. Um, but they, they they had their way with Mount Lebanon this year. They beat them three times. I think they can be up to the task to to try to slow down North, North Allegheny. We know North Allegheny, you know, um, that's that's a team that's loaded and has talent, and um, but also very good defensively. So it could be one of those zero zero type games maybe and somebody gets one late and in overtime so that's my pick there all right so uh, each game now we're going to go through each game actually before we do that one more kind of pick which of the lower seeded teams now take out all the one versus two games so that takes out freedom versus springdale that takes out um, north allegheny peters and it also takes out moon and mars so those three matches. So the next, the other five all have a some lower seed type teams. Um, which lower seed team do you think has the best chance of winning a WPL championship, Matt? 
Um, I believe uh, Beaver is in double A Beaver is a six seed, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, I think I'm, uh, I mean, of the games I'm covering, at least I'm kind of leaning in that direction. I think those teams are very evenly matched. I think um, they, like I said, they, they both seem to have something intangible, just sort of a, you know, a, a, a cosmic feeling of some sort uh, on their side. Um, and Beaver has already beaten, as you and I were talking about earlier, John, Beaver has already beaten two dynastic programs just to get here. Uh, who's to say that they can't uh, pull another one of these matches out uh, that people aren't necessarily expecting them to have anything left for. So I would probably have to say Beaver. Okay. Jordan. Uh, I have to go with average uh, versus, versus Moon. Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable that uh, an 11 seed has won three straight games against, uh, what was it, uh, number two Plum they knocked out, number three TJ. Um, and uh, I can't think of their first round game. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just I, I swear that team um, – I, I don't know. Sometimes they're, they're very hard to figure out. Um, they just they play like like how the Penguins play, where it's just they take their chances, but they they give up those chances. They're they're a fast, aggressive, quick counterattack type team. Um, I and they just you know they have Will Grucka. They have a extremely fast back line, uh, a solid keeper. Um, I think their coaching staff's great. Um, they're that type of team that. Um, I mean, Moon has beaten them twice in the regular season, but uh, Ambridge, I swear on any day they can beat anybody. Um, so that's we'll see what happens. That's interesting, Jordan. I think, again, I, they seem to be a kind of team that could be feast or famine in terms of yeah. if the game, if they can if they can cut down on And what this is what Ben, um, ben Fiore said uh, in my interview with him. He said he felt like if we could just – you know, withstand the, pre the, the, the pressure um, when it comes and, and stay organized, you know, we're going to keep coming at them. And they, they scored two of the five goals that Moon gave up this year. So, so I think yeah. that's a good pick. Um, however, since I can't pick, we all have to pick somebody different. I don't have many uh, options here, but I, mm. I can't, I don't count. I'm not also not going to count Avonworth being a five seed in girls 2A. I just can't count that. Uh, <laughs> first of all, the, the selection committee screwed that one up. I will come out and say it. And I said that yeah. when the, the, the picks came out that they should have been a three or two, even to North Catholic. I just felt like those are the two best teams in that um, classification. Not being said, I was really impressed with what I've seen from Mount Pleasant. Um, great interview with their coach as well um, on this podcast, um, Paul Gar um, Rich Garland. So, um, I don't know. Rich has, has been through the WPIL wars. He knows the, the routine, and I think he's going to have that team ready. So I, I don't. I, they're a two seed for a reason. They beat South Park twice this year. Um, so I think that girls two A. I think it's going to be a really good match. And that's a, another one that could go to extra time um, or even be a penalty kick shootout. Now, that being said, that leaves me with only one and I'm going to go out on the limb. This is the shock the world, baby is uh, Pine Richland. Uh, Pine Richland finds yeah. a way. You know, they, they lost their first game to Seneca Valley three to two. And then they lost the second game, five, nothing. But I think Seneca made adjustments at that point later in the second half of the season 
I think Pine was a little little weary, and uh, I think Seneca caught them. But Jordan's been uh, Jordan Wagon's been there. He's done it. Um, I, I think he can have this team mentally uh, ready for this this match. And um, so I'll say it. Uh, that's the team I think that um, maybe pulls out the win. So we'll see what happens there. All right. So we're going to do rapid fire. Um, so what I want to do here is uh, each game, um, each just make your pick and how many total goals. Now you don't have to say um, just how many goals in the game and who who do you think is going to win. So um, let's start at two. Well, you kind of already heard, but Matt, um, let's do boys two A. I will pick first. I have uh, Deer Lakes and my. I'm going to go with three total goals. I am going to go with two total goals prior to the aforementioned penalty shootout I predicted. And I will go one step further and say that um, this will not be a marathon. Unlike Beaver's previous two penalty shootouts, it will be decided within the conventional uh, five round format. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Jordan, 2A. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Deer Lakes 1 and 2 1. All right, so we're all for Deer Lakes on that one. Um, girls for a North Allegheny versus Peters, one versus two. Um, let's start with Matt. Ooh, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with three. Um, I like a decisive North Allegheny victory in this game. That's just kind of my gut feeling on that one. Okay. I'll I'll just say what I said earlier. I think North Allegheny wins, but I think it's gonna be close. And maybe they either get a goal late or um, they get it in goal in, in extra time. I think it'll be one nothing. So I'm saying one goal. I'm going to go with uh, NA winning 3-1. All right. All right. You guys have got good picks there. Okay. So now we go to Friday 1A girls freedom versus Springdale. Um, Jordan. Sorry, I didn't hear uh, oh, at the end there. One A girls, Freedom versus Springdale. How many goals and who wins? Um, I'm gonna go with more goals in this one. I'm gonna go Freedom winning four one. Five goals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was leaning the same direction. I'm also gonna say five goals, and um, I'll take Freedom three to two. Well, Springdale's been doing the, the Spain in the 2010 World Cup. I think they're one oh one oh. Uh, come on, we got to go with the you know Indianesta uh, gets the win goal in the final, and then it's one nothing again. Um, I don't know. I and I I know it's a high scoring sec, uh, classification. It always seems to be, but there's something about these games at Highmark and attention, and um, that when teams start to meet their match, it becomes a little bit more of a struggle to score. So I'm going to lean on another. Very low scoring game. I would say it's going to be one nil. And I think it's uh, spring uh, freedom beats wins one goal in that one too. All right. So we are now on super sad. Oh no, actually Friday night. So Winchester Thurston versus Charleroi. Who do you guys like? How many goals and who do you like? Well, um, since I'm the one that's going to be on that game, I'll start us off and I'm going to say, I like Winchester Thurston uh, to echo last year's Whippeal championship result with a 3-1 victory. I'm Again, I'm very excited to see this Cougars team. Um, they're going to 
they're going to leave some guys with tongues dragging on the turf out there. It's going to be a tough defensive task for Winchester to handle, but I think Winchester handles discomfort well in a ways that other teams just don't. And I think they're going to, uh, I think we're going to see a repeat in boys single A. I agree. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like a high scoring game, like six to four or something or six to three, something a little like that, which it could be real close. And then I just think Winchester has too much firepower. Um, so six to three is my, I'm going to go nine. That's, that's going to be my high nine. Goal. I'm going from all these one goal games. So six to three. The 80s hockey game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Winchester Thurston. Uh, I'm going to say four, two. Okay. Six for you, nine for me. What were you, you four for Matt? I was the low man on the totem pole on that all one. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. So we got super Saturday now, um, Avonworth and Mount Pleasant. Um, I'm also going to stay tightly contested. I think it's two to one. I think it's three goals. Uh, I'm going to give Avonworth. Well, yeah, I'm going to give Avonworth the, uh, I'm going to go with Avonworth on that. I'm going to go one nil Avonworth with a goal inside the final 10 minutes of regulation. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you guys. I, I, I I'm going to go with, uh, Avonworth, uh, two, one. All right. Uh, okay. Here comes the the planets and the moons. Everybody, you know, the world's coming to an end because Moon and Mars will collide. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. This one could. I mean, we know what both teams are capable of, but they're probably also extremely um, good defensively. Um, and I don't know, but they. It just depends on what. I, I don't know. I just think mo- the way Moon played in the Quad A final last year. If they come out playing like that, Mars is going to have to, and and the game is open ended. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I think it was 2017. This was when Mars had a little bit of a dip in their program, and Moon was still in uh, three a two A at the time because it was only three classifications. And Mars and Moon met in the final, and that was a Mars team that had like Ellie Caulfield was like a freshman, and that whole group were young and they took it to that moon team that was like back-to-back state champion type team. Um, And I'll tell you what, that was the seed was planted then for this moon team that's just gone on her. And they took that, um, they took, they took moon to, to the brink, but moon just had too much firepower. So what I'm thinking now is like, I think these two teams are going to – that game, they came out testing each other uh, and pushing each other. So I I see maybe like a four to three or four to two type match. So I'm going to go seven goals, and I'm going to go four to three. Uh, I am all – I'll give it to the – I'll give it to um, – I'll give it to Moon. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, on the girls' side, we've – seen franklin regional find some chinks in that marsh can i say martian when describing more oh, no, right? <laughs> the martian armor <laughs> no but we we've seen franklin regional uh make mars look surprisingly human uh in a recent playoff match before mars pulled it out uh with a golden goal um but you know i i i kind of feel like that could have uh, been a blessing in disguise for the planets and right. this amazing run that they're on this winning streak uh 
very reminiscent of watching Clareton football with Tyler Boyd back in the day. They just win and win and win and win and win. And it doesn't matter what kind of adversity they have. They concoct a way to overcome it. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go seven also, but I'm going to go five, two in favor of Mars because I do think that that Franklin regional match is going to serve as the, uh, the scared straight experience that maybe this team needed, you know, maybe you get a little fat cat syndrome being on that super long epic winning streak. You, you literally start to feel invincible. They were humbled a bit in that match. I think they had to work for that result. And I think they'll be a little bit more focused and come out a little bit more purposeful in this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of going to go with the opposite. Uh, I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, I'm going to say Moon wins 1-0 in uh, overtime. I think uh, defense is just going to be the the definition of that match, but we'll see. Yeah, like, I mean, I could see it going that way too. Uh, so yeah. that's a good counter selection to, to both of us. Make us look bad, Jordan. <laughs> um, so the last two, the boys 3A and boys 4A. So let's wrap it up here. Um, again, Jordan, great article today, not only looking back at their 3A finals, uh, semifinals, but a preview of the final, Ambridge versus Moon, the Section 2. Um, Jordan, since you're – I, I don't just give us your, your, your official pick. Yeah, um, it, um, like I wrote in the article, it's tough to beat a team three times, but uh, I just truly think this is Moon's year to do it. But I do not think Ambridge is going to go down without a fight. Uh, I think they're going to get on the board. Um, I'm going to go 4-2, which was the uh, result that uh, Moon beat them the first time they played them. So uh, I'm going to go Moon 4-2. And I'm going to go with uh, Moon 4-3. And uh, again, I'm predicting a big game and a big spot from Moon's best player, Ryan Cope. Uh, You know, he gets that uh, golden goal uh, come one at May. And uh, they they hit the David they hit the daylight savings time button on the clock and Cinderella <laughs> has to deal with midnight so to speak. Um, but I'll again, too entertaining for us. <laughs> no, but uh, hey, I uh, hats off to Amberidge. I mean, serious. I just yeah. I, again, just the way that they to repeat what I said before Jordan signed on the way they've gotten out of the shadows of the other great Beaver County programs in this playoff year has been damn impressive. I, I mean, it, it really truly has. Um, but uh, I, I, they're going up against a great team and a great individual player and uh, not for nothing. I think the reality check might draw, be uh, drawing nigh. <laughs> All right. So I'll wrap it up and say three to one moon. So four goals. Yeah. All right. So boys quad A, since I already kind of went out on a limb and made my prediction as the team, I think that could pull off the, uh, the lower seed that could pull off the upset. Um, I guess I'll have to stay with that. <laughs> um, I think that if it happens, I think it's a one, one, I'm sorry. It's a, yeah, it's a one, one that goes to PKs. I think Pine Richland uh, just, you know, can withstand the pressure and that's really the key against Seneca Valley. If you can withstand the pressure and the, the waves of, you know, substitutions and just the way that, you know, that, that George subs for Seneca Valley, like, I think that's the key for, um, and they played them well enough. So I think it, it can go to distance and um, 
go to PKs and I, I say two goals. Um, it's one, one. I will say four goals and I'm going to say Seneca Valley three or one um, because I think, uh, again, great teams make other great teams look average. And that's what Seneca Valley did to Peters Township uh, last year when Peters Township um, had come in after, um, you know, blowing the lead the previous year in the championship game and probably coming into Highmark with uh, just a gorilla on its back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it didn't matter. Seneca Valley just had complete control of that match from start to finish. Um, you know, I, I could see Seneca Valley getting a little bit rattled early on uh, by this Pine Richland team. This Pine Richland team has bags of character. Uh, and they wouldn't be here if they didn't. Um, but, you know, who is the better team, bottom line? Is Seneca Valley the better team still? Probably. Not by a whole heck of a lot, but probably it is Seneca Valley. Yeah, uh, with how well Seneca Valley handled uh, Peters Township, a, a very good Peters Township team last year in the Whippeal Final, uh, they they seem to have handled them with, with ease last year. Um and I, I'm not sure either of those teams or where they were at, um, where they're at now compared to back then is as good. But because um, I know Seneca Valley lost some pieces from last year, uh, Nathan Prex and some other guys, but I still think they have that scoring force and I think they're going to win 4-1. Um, I think it's going to be a 1-1 tie early on and then Seneca in the second half is going to uh, take on the momentum and finish it off. Same. Yeah, I mean that that by all by all intents and purposes, uh, Seneca. The thing is, is we've seen funny things happen in soccer. So I guess that's the one game I'll I'll we'll say, hey, maybe a team knows they know each other so well. It's the third time. So, um, all right. So guys, thank you so much for all your great answers. And uh, you know, this is just the beginning. So uh, both of you will be there each day. I will be there on Saturday. I will be working from the tournament central control in the uh, background on Thursday, Friday, um, doing all my editorial duties, but we'll be at the Highmark stadium on Saturday guys uh, looking forward to this. So just to set everybody up uh, and before this is probably turning into a two hour podcast, but you know, who cares Um, real quick, just to wrap it up Thursday, um, we will have Matt Popchuk uh, reporting um, as the boys' uh, 2A game. And then the evening, Mark Goodman, soccer rabbi, will be covering the girls' 4A. So Mark is starting to dip his toes into the WPIL <laughs> waters. And, uh, Mazel tov. <laughs> he's having a blast. Uh, he had some opinions about some of the things he didn't like. Uh, and, <laughs> so, uh, but I do think he will who will definitely enjoy uh, covering the 4A girls. Um, I think that should be a great match. Uh, and then on Friday, it will be the Matt Popchock and Dom Camp- Campbell. Dom is money uh, on Twitter. I just love that Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> talk about it. I met him tonight. So Dom and, and, and on the pit, he's been great on pit men's coverage. Yeah. We'll have the Dom uh, uh, helping us out on Friday night and he'll do the girls game. And then Matt, you'll do the boys 1A game. Uh, and then Saturday we go again, we go four across. we got Dom Campbell uh, again. Uh, we'll do the uh, boy, uh, the, the girls 2A, uh, the uh, Mount Pleasant Avonworth. And then I will be there for the moon Mars match, um, which should be fun. Um, 
the coaches, the, the talented players. It's just there's so many great storylines. Um, so Mars Moon um, at 115 and then at 330, Matt, you are on the 3A boys. Um, and then 4A uh, boys, I will be there for that one. Um, so we will have wall-to-wall coverage. We will have our photographers, Ed Thompson and Jared Todd Hunter will be teaming up. Uh, and of course, Jordan, you will be around because you will be working um, stats and uh, we'll probably connect with you after um, definitely, definitely after Saturday's matches. Um, but uh, it, what I'm looking forward to is getting stats fed to us in the, in the press yep. box. That's that's unheard of. Um, so yeah. it should be a great weekend. Absolutely. And uh, I also want to chime in and say that uh, Pitt men's soccer won four to one tonight. Uh, I was on stats for that against uh, NC State and they turned my 17 hour workday into an 18 hour workday. Um, it was tied 1-1, and uh, then they scored three goals within 20 minutes of overtime. Why they couldn't have done that in the second half, I don't know, but I'm tired. And uh, I know. But I'm happy I got on the podcast. And that second that second half was a drag. I was like, some place. Yeah. They're, they're, they're dominating possession. They're just doing nothing in the final third. Like They were doing nothing. Yeah, nothing. It, was, it was not fun to watch. But then they did something, so. Well, maybe that'll be the, uh, the what they need to turn things up a notch uh, for the rest of the way. All right, guys, um, we can't go any further. I think we've we've broken all kinds of podcast time records. So um, <laughs> we'll be at Highmark All State all weekend. Uh, can't wait. And uh, thanks again for joining me here on Kids on a Pitch.